Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. These are the prison epistles. Being a courier is among one of the oldest professions. Uh, throughout history, we see that royal courts and others would, would hire a messenger and they would deliver, um, whether it be a verbal message, written, or parcel. Um, we get our 26-mile-long marathon from the story of Pheidippides, who was a day runner in the Greco-Persian War, and he would run delivering messages. Um, he, one of the, the greatest was getting to marathon and, and saying that there was victory and sharing this news. Eventually, courier by horse and chariot, chariot pardon me, uh, became more commonplace. Um, in the United States in 1852, Wells Fargo um, was created a, the first delivery company. Um, they were rather unreliable, not very timely. And so later they were transformed by the Pony Express. Um, they really changed speed and efficiency and their big claim was that they could deliver things from the East Coast to the West Coast within 10 days. One of their ads um, for a job read, wanted young, skinny, wiry fellows, not over 18, must be expert riders, willing to risk death daily. Later in 1907, two teenage, teenage boys um, came up with UPS, and of course we still know this company today. And in 2020, um, it, it became a, a billion dollar industry to be shipping uh, parcels and deliveries. Um, and in that year alone, 131 billion parcels were delivered worldwide. When someone is delivering a package or a letter or a message, their job is strictly delivery. Uh, they, don't, they don't take what is sent and modify it. They don't add or take away. When I send a letter, no one opens and says, oh, I wouldn't have written it like that and, and changes it around. And, well, this would be more applicable or I think it should be like this. Uh, when I send a gift to someone, the delivery service is not opening it and saying, well, I, I think maybe this would be better. Um, the job is strictly to bring what is already complete and to deliver it. Uh, without delivery, the package stays stagnant. Why does this matter? <laughs> well, it's very important, actually. Um, Colossians 1, verse 24 to 29, we see why as we continue with the theme of joy in spite of it all, of joy in spite of suffering. In verse 24, it says this, now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is the church. Um, it's really important to note here that when, when he talks about what is lacking in Christ's affliction, he's not talking about something lacking in Christ's atonement. He's not talking about something lacking in salvation or what was done at the cross. Um, Joseph Son words it really well. He says, Christ's cross was for appropriation. Ours is for propagation. So Christ suffered to accomplish salvation. We then suffer in order to spread salvation. We now have become the couriers. Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me from you to make the word of God fully known. Uh, this is not strictly to those who are hired as ministers. It's not that it's a, just the, those who have it as a vocation. Um, we're all called to be sharing in Christ's suffering and to share of his suffering. If we're to steward this message, um, to make God fully known, what does that look like? 
it's it's a God-given task, and we then have an obligation to fulfill it. We're entrusted with this message. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints, to them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. Our, our power comes from Christ. Our ability to fulfill our calling comes from the power of Christ in us. Um, Matt has a, a work trailer, and in it he keeps his, his tools. He'll bring material to job sites. He'll bring waste from job sites. Um, but when he's driving, no one looks at him driving the Malahat, pulling a trailer, and says, wow, that trailer's working really hard. Look how strong that trailer is. We recognize that the power to move the trailer actually comes from what's under the hood of the truck. And so it, it matters that the trailer is hooked onto the truck in order for it to do anything. Um, with, without that, yes, it has tools, but they're not going to go anywhere. Um, same for us. We have spiritual gifts. We have talent. We have calling. Um, but if we're not hitched to Christ, we're not going anywhere. We don't have the power within us to fulfill this. So we are called, we are gifted, but we need Christ in us. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Our call is to proclaim, to be sharing um, his word, the gospel, true joy. Verse 29, for this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. So again, verse 27 and 29 touch base on this, that Christ is in you. It's his energy. It's the powerful work that he is doing within us. Success in ministry must first find its source in God. The Pony Express had people applying consistently, um, even though they knew that they were willing, they had to be willing to risk their life. They risked facing death daily. Um, today, I think the North American Christian actually struggles to live for Jesus daily, let alone to die for him. When we look around the world today, we see that there are a lot of different forces, um, and it, it can be easy to feel overwhelmed by the forces that we do see, sexuality, consumerism, capitalism, secularism, but there is a force that is so much stronger, a power that is so much stronger. The hope of Jesus Christ, the message of what he's done for us, is far more powerful than anything that we can fear. He's complete without us. But he calls us to step in obedience, to walk alongside and to share his word, to be a part of his message, to spread his gospel and to live it out faithfully. If we're comfortable with our own faith, if we're confident that we're saved and yet we're not sharing this with others, we're not doing the work, we're not toiling for the kingdom, what is it that we really believe? I know if, if I find a new, a new product, maybe new jeans or a new song on the radio that I really enjoy. Um, I don't necessarily hesitate to share that with my friends. I find, oh, hey, this, this song was really good. I really enjoyed it. It brought me joy. I want to share that with others. How much more then should we be doing that when we have this word, when we know about the true king, when we know about the work that he's done? We need to be sharing this and excited so that we can share what's been transformational in our own lives and share it with others and invite others into the same call. Like the Pony Express, are we willing to risk death daily?
because the gospel is worth it. Of course, we, we don't do it for our own sake. Um, we do this because we recognize what has been done. We recognize his beauty and his perfection. Um, we recognize that, that all knees are going to bow. And so how are we sharing this now um, so that we can see others live life and live life to the fullest? Isaiah 51, verse 11, says, And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sign shall all flee away. This is news we should want to share and be excited about. Um, if you've ever felt honor to do a task, you've probably recognized the privilege that it is to be invited into something when you're not worth, worthy of it. Um, sometimes someone can say, hey, come along, walk alongside me. I'll, I'll teach you as we go. Or I, they see a gift that they're, they're willing to invest in. Um, and it can be humbling but we recognize that as a privilege, and I think we need to recognize this as a privilege as well. In the same way, then, it, it's a joy to serve this gospel. How we're not daily on our faces in awe of this calling is actually beyond me. I know that, that I personally need to be on my knees more. I need to be face down recognizing the absolute privilege it is that I have been invited to this call, that I have been invited to share um, in what's being fulfilled. He's complete without me. He doesn't need me as far as that goes, but he invites me to share because I have the honor of knowing who he is. I have the honor of knowing what he has done in my life. I've seen my life personally transformed. And I'd be a fool to not share that with others, regardless of whether it makes me uncomfortable, because it's not actually about me. It's not about... Um, my social status or where I'm at with friends or, or if it makes me a little uncomfortable or, oh, maybe that's not a conversation I want to have. It's not about that. It's about sharing this truth in love. It's about building relationships and it's about pointing people to Jesus. So this is the news that we want to share. Let's do it in our church. Let's do it in the valley and let's do it beyond. Let me pray for you. Jesus, thank you so much for all that you have done. Lord, we recognize that, that you are so great and the work that you have done is beyond anything that we can imagine. And actually, it's hard to put it into words. Even when we do feel confident to share, it can be hard to put it into words because of how great it is and how great your love is. But Lord, shape us so that we can do this, so that we can be proponents of your word of salvation, that we can if we can invite others to this call, that we can share of who you are and do it in obedience and do it with excitement. Lord, we thank you for all you've done and we thank you for this relationship that we are freely able to have with you. In Jesus' name, amen. If there are any ways that we can support or resource you um, so that you can be serving the kingdom and serving the community, please let us know. We love you.